What is up, guys? You're listening to the MF CEO Project. I'm Andy. I'm your host, and I am the motherfucking CEO. Guys, today we have an awesome podcast with an awesome guest. But before we get into that, before I turn it over to my man, Vaughn the Impaler, I got to ask you for something. You know, I don't ask for things very often, but I'm going to ask this time. Guys, subscribe to the podcast. All right. We're giving away literally free information. I'm spending money to create this content for you. A lot of money, by the way. These motherfuckers don't do this shit for free. I wish they did, but they don't. We're providing extreme value. And guys, I'm going to ask you to do two things for me. I'm going to ask you to click subscribe. All right. And why that's important is because we are a movement. We are here to stand up against the entitlement mentality that is sweeping our nation and creating a bunch of dumb motherfuckers that we all get annoyed with. We have to start spreading the message. We have to start spreading the movement. And the way we do that is by clicking subscribe. Because when you click subscribe, our rankings go up. And when our rankings go up, more people are exposed to the message. So do your fucking part. Click subscribe, all right, and help your homeboy out. Secondly, the thing I'm going to ask you to do is I'm going to ask you to tell a friend, all right, I could easily be advertising all kinds of products on this on this podcast and making a lot of money. Guys are making seven figures a year just off their podcast ads at our level, okay? I don't bombard you with ads. I don't bombard you with fucking, you know, pitches to buy my shit. All I ask is that you subscribe and that you tell a fucking friend, all right? Do that for me and let's hold hands and sing Kumbaya, all right? Now, with that being said, Vaughn, what the fuck is up, man? Things are good. I mean, you know, I got a lot of responses from our last episode uh, saying you were bullying me. So, uh, bullshit. <laughs> no, they said that you, you know, you, they talked about you, uh, uh, saying about how you could outrun me or, yeah, well, I can. Me. Yeah. That's not bullying if it's yeah, fucking truth. I know. I thought it was pretty funny. They weren't serious. There was, well, there was just, I'm just saying, if anybody thinks I'm bullying you, they can get the fuck off the podcast. Yeah. I don't really care. Kind of bullying. But, well, whatever. Yeah, no. No, he's definitely not bullying me. But uh, no, things are good, man. I mean, we've got amazing things going on, good things coming up. Yeah. Pretty excited about it. Yeah, me and too. And the Otis and Charlie thing is amazing. I mean, we really haven't, I mean, I think you would agree, we really haven't marketed it too much. And no, yet, this came out at number one. Oh, I meant to tell you, I just got a text from the publisher that says that they are literally out of books. No way. They Yes, true. Already? Yeah. Fuck, the thing just got released. Yep. Amazon just re- Amazon just Amazon 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 just contacted them asking for more books and so she texted me and said we don't have any more books so well they better fucking print some well they can get off off of our website yeah so there we go yeah all right so what kind of show we got today who we have here who we is have this, the- who's this handsome motherfucker that we got yeah not Tyler no. I would have said, who's this dumb fuck that you have sitting next to you? Yeah. I was talking about him. <laughs> now that's bullying. Yeah, that is. Yeah. Brad Lee, not Leah. Bra- right. Bradley or Brad Lee? Brad space Lee. That's right. That's right. And if L-E-A. you don't know, now you fucking know. Now you fucking know. That's Ooh, exactly fucking right. Wow. Yeah. I just uh, slipped. You missed that. Some people say, is that Brad Leah? And I say, I don't know. Do you drink fucking Tia? <laughs> <laughs> Brad right. is the... Uh, the world's expert on, is it erectile dysfunction? 
No. I am not an expert at that. Yeah, okay. because if you had to be, if you had an expert, that means you have it like really fucking bad. <laughs> That's right. My, no. mine's, mine's dysfunctional, though. <laughs> I'll tell you that. No, Brad, like so many people on our show, is a self-made entrepreneur. Uh, you've been, gosh, you've been in the marketing and... Uh, He's a big baller. Yeah, big, big baller. baller. You'll never hear him say that, but he is. That's right. But uh, so you've been for a couple of decades now. You've been big into sales and marketing, and then you developed your own. You called it a software system. It's it's kind of a communications and training platform. That's right. Called Lightspeed VT. You ain't lying. Not VD, but VT. Correct. And, uh, and you guys so, have a lot of sexual innuendos yeah. on. Well, we that, don't. I'm just in a weird that's mood. Vaughn's a fucking weird pervert, dude. No, I'm right. not. I'm a. I'm church boy, according to one of our yeah, listeners. Well, you are church boy. So, most yeah. church boys are perverts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not repressed. Oh. All right. So, look, <laughs> Brad is the world's leading expert on virtual training. His company provides technology that not only allows companies to train their employees more effectively, but to repeat the training over and over again, which is the key to get it locked in. I want to know, and we have never actually talked about this. Uh, I want to know how you got into this. Because, like, we met at 10X last year at Grant's event, which was awesome. And we're both going to be speaking at it again, which I'm excited about. Um, but I want to know how you got into it. And then we'll get into, you know, how it works and what you do and, and the importance of training. Yeah, well, the, the, I mean, those are all segments that you could do a whole show on. But how I got into it was kind of by accident. I ran sales teams for companies that I worked for and I, you know, double, triple sales. And how I did it is I just trained people. I mean, it's just blocking and tackling. It's common sense shit, but you know, done repeatedly and, and done effectively. So I had the big bright idea to start a training company because, you know, I wanted to make more money and they could pay me to go out there and make more, you know, per day I could go, you know, 20, 30 days out of the month and make way more than I was making. So I quit my job and started a training company. And when I went out in the field, it didn't work. My training didn't work and it baffled me because I was saying the same shit and doing the same shit and it just wasn't sticking. And I was like, son of a bitch, like what's going on? And plus, I like to over deliver. You know, you pay me $10,000 to show up and train your people. You know, I want your people to change. I want your people to be more effective. I want you to feel like, you know. No, you're going to get 100 grand worth of value. Yeah, that's, I what, get it. that's yeah. what I like to do. Right. So, so I would leave knowing full well these pricks weren't trained. Right. And so like I started to research what, what was different, what was wrong, and I came out with an with a interesting tidbit of information, and that is an effective training program. And I'm, when I say effective, I mean there's a lot of training going on, but they're not really training. They're just kind of you know, spinning their wheels or it's not effective. They're throwing some shit at the wall and hoping a little bit sticks. Yeah. Right. Or again, I mean, I always say there's, there's companies that spend a million dollars a year training and they aren't training. They're exposing and it doesn't work. It's like going to a gas station for a gallon of gas and walking out with an, you know, eighth of a gallon. It's just, it's not a gallon. Right. So <clears throat> I started looking and, and, and just literally breaking it down. And I found that there were four main ingredients that have to be in every single training program to make it effective. And the reason it wasn't working out in the field is because those ingredients, astonishingly, were not there. And it took me a while to figure that out. And then I created the Lightspeed virtual training system to remedy that. But the four ingredients that need to be available are one, you have to have good content, obviously. Two, you have to have repetition. Most people, they won't 
they won't do it enough times to actually learn it. You know, when you say good content, just for clarification, because we talk about good content a lot here. We're not talking about social media content in terms of entertainment. We're talking about effective training techniques. To yeah, be good content. Well, no, well, I'm talking about good content, meaning if my content shit and I do the other three things right, you right. still probably won't have very good results because the training, the exactly. content sucks. Right. You know, if I tell you, you know, here's how you sell something and I don't and, and I tell you to, you know, ignore people like that would be bad content. You, you don't you definitely don't want to ignore people. If you want to sell shit, you need to shake hands. You need to meet more people, more hands you shake, more money you make. Right. Mm-hmm. So you have to have good content. You have to have repetition. You have to have accountability. And that's the key. Most people are missing. And you have to have practice and role play. Those four things have to be, mm-hmm. you know, involved. So and, let's let's camp out on each one of those for a while. Well, so the, let's just start. Most with the companies one. don't have one or several of those and they're spending millions of dollars training without one or several of those mm-hmm. and they're pretty much burning up their money like it's it's like baking a cake right like leave a egg out and see what happens right to your cake recipe right mm-hmm. leave out any one of the few ingredients that go in anything and it just doesn't come out right and that's the same thing with training and guys this is important because right now you may be listening and you may be a guy who's sweeping the warehouse floor all right, and you may say, well, this doesn't apply to me. Well, let me tell you something. You can either be the forty dollars to $70,000 a year employee who has no leadership skills or no training skills or no ability to replicate themselves, or you could be the guy who learns how to fucking train people and replicate their skills and create other people who are valuable for an organization, and that person's lifetime value is in the millions and millions and millions of dollars. So if you don't think this applies to you, you're a fucking idiot. And having the ability to improve another individual. Like, again, I feel I feel good when I know that I've taught somebody or, or, or brought someone to another level where they can make a better life. They can, you know, have better Christmases. They can have better fucking birthdays. All that. People forget about that stuff when they think of entrepreneur. They think of, like, the cars and the money and the travel and shit. Right. But, dude, honestly, no bullshit. The best thing about being an entrepreneur is what you just said. It's yeah. seeing your it's seeing your team succeed. It's seeing people develop skills and grow and, you know, improve and then use those things to to improve their own lives. Yeah. And in order to do that, you need to train. Ninety two percent of companies don't train at all, believe it or not. And the ones that do train don't train effectively. Not, not all of them, obviously, but very few actually whether they do it by accident or intentionally, those four ingredients have to be there. And the reason why they won't do it, at least in my opinion, is because it's uncomfortable. Right. You know, you're going to get pushback from your employees. If you're training a group of people that have to be trained, like it's not their choice. This isn't like, you know, a guy that's into self-improvement or a girl that's into self-improvement where they reach out and find content and consume it. But like you used to be a pastor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like, would you go to a church where the, where the dude read the Bible once? Nope. Like you want to read that Bible over yeah, and over? over like and over. again, that's repetition. Yeah. So repetition's uncomfortable. And what people don't understand is growth comes from being uncomfortable. You know what I'm saying? Like when you go to the gym and you got a spotter and those last three reps you couldn't do by yourself, that's where the growth that's is. That's right. So so when it comes to training, it's kind of the same thing. Like repetition, your employees will be like, dude, I already did that. Dude, I already saw that. Dude, I already went through that. Yeah, yeah do but, it again. Right. 
do it again and do it again and do it again and do it again until you can lip sync that shit. Keep doing it. You should be able to write a fucking book and teach people how to do it. Yeah. That's when you know you know it. And what most management does is as soon as they get as soon as they get a little pushback or they they, most of them show it once. Yeah, they show it once. And then and then when you hold them accountable, they'll say, well, they'll say this. They'll say, well, I fucking trained my guys to do that. Yeah, you didn't train them. You showed them one time. Yeah, There's a I, fucking difference. Yep, I call that exposing them. So again, you expose them to the information, but you didn't actually train them. Look at the military. You know, Go to boot camp. You do the same shit over and over. You break down your weapon. You, you put it back times. together. Yeah, yeah. Go, go to any sports teams. Any, anybody that's highly trained did repetition. Period. End of conversation. So at the end of the day, when you look at it from just a, you know, training an employee, you know, how to answer your phone, you say, here's how I want you to answer your on the phone. You'd have to say that a lot to get the repetition down. Then, well, there's repetition, there's good content. So let's assume you already have good content. So that's repetition. And the reason why no one wants to do it is because employees bitch and complain. Dude, I would, t- I would say, be, you know, being a real business owner who owns multiple companies who employs a lot of motherfuckers, I will 100% testify that my, my biggest missing link with my managers to their subordinates, if you want to call them that or team members, whatever the fuck you want to call them is that they don't do the repetitions yeah. that they show people one or two times. And then they assume that the person knows. And if you're a manager and you're having trouble with your fucking team, I promise you repetition is a big part of it. Guaranteed. Absolutely. I can guarantee it. Like yeah. I spent years trying to figure this out. It's very rarely good content. It's, it's always the repetition or it's one of the other aspects. Yeah. I mean, you, would you agree or disagree with that? I would agree. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of good content, good information out there. Problem is, is, is someone will, will, will expose someone to it. And then that per, and by the way, I mean, turnover, especially in like in network marketing, MLM, yeah. that has a 90 some percent turnover because people aren't making money. They're not successful. Why aren't they successful? It's easy to succeed in network marketing if you do the work. And you know how to do it. And then these uplines or whatever they're called, the sponsors, they'll teach you how to do it once. And then, dude, you better go out and recruit people. And then pretty soon people quit. Why? They didn't get enough repetition. Ultimately, they weren't trained properly. So repetition is the main thing that most people lack. The other one's accountability. Like there's a comp- there, there's companies that'll they'll train, let's say the frontline, let's use sales, for example. They'll train the salesperson but they won't train the sales manager on the same shit because they're quote unquote managers. They're big wigs. Now they don't have to train on that stuff. That's for salespeople. Well, if I'm not going to do it, why would I need to learn it? Well, because how are you supposed to hold that salesperson accountable if you don't know what the hell they're supposed to be doing and saying? Right. So a manager in any company should actually have to take their own management training and their subordinates or, right. or, or, or the people they're supervising. Right. Dude, you know, that's a basic leadership, you know, violation on top of that. Like we're talking, not just talking about effectiveness, but now let's talk about leadership and respect. If you don't know how to do the fucking job that you're trying to hold somebody accountable to, or you don't do it in front of them, they are never going to do it. Yeah. There's no accountability. Dude, I will tell you for sure. If you have a team and you're the leader of a team and you tell them to do, uh, you tell them to pack a box and put the tape on a certain way, like has to be with zero wrinkles and it has to be uh, perfectly centered every single time. The minute that they see you put the tape on with a fucking wrinkle in it or put it on crooked, they will never put the tape on the right way ever again. All they have to see you do is cut that corner one time and they will never do it. 
Yeah. So it's not just about being effective. It's about respect and it's about culture too. You cannot violate that golden rule. Uh, Vince Lombardi quote, what is it? Uh, leading by example isn't the best way to lead. It's the only fucking way. Mm-hmm. And this this applies to what we're talking about as well. Sure it does. Yeah. And and again, companies don't don't recognize that. So what they do is they put the management through a management training course, the salespeople in this example for through a sales per person course, and they don't hold you know there there's no blend there. So if they wanted to do it correctly, the managers have to learn what the salespeople learned. They either learn because they've done it. Or they learn because they went through the same training, which means now you're training managers almost twice as much. And guess what happens then? It's fucking uncomfortable. They bitch, they moan, they whine. Now, let's say you're the CEO. You got a bunch of managers bitching and moaning. You got a bunch of salespeople bitching and moaning or, or other employees, team members bitching and moaning. And now the whole team is bitching and moaning. And what's easiest to do? Stop training them. You stop training right. them. You get rid of the training. You say, well, damn, this is uncomfortable. I'm not going to sit here and listen to this shit. So what do it's you do? Ass. Yeah, it's like a buddy right. of mine. He had a clothing store down in Beverly Hills. I run into him. I said, how's it going, man? He said, it's going good, bro. But I think someone's stealing from me. I said, no shit. He said, yeah, like a lot of money worth. He was selling the high end shit. So I said, well, what are you going to do? He said, I'm going to put in cameras throughout the whole store back store everything so he put in all these expensive cameras and i ran into him i said how's it going he said pretty good i said what happened he said dude it was two of my best salespeople stealing my shit and i said no kidding what'd you do he says i got rid of the fucking cameras fuck <laughs> so it's like he 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 didn't want to to, to know that that was happening why because it's uncomfortable not it's only like, that dude people who get in a, in a management position they, dude, and this is a very fucking weak manager move. Where and and manager is a CEO too. Like it could be a CEO, it could be anybody. But I'm gonna tell you, I've seen this over and over again. You have guys who are managing other guys, and let's say the manager knows that the employee is doing something fucked up, but that employee actually is like covering a certain. It could be something as stupid as like they're covering a certain time frame of hours in the store where that manager likes to go out with his girlfriend. Right. Right. So the, the manager will keep that guy on because they don't want to fucking fire him and have to deal with training a new person and finding someone who could cover that time because they want to go out and do this. And then that person fucks their shit up so bad over time that the manager ends up losing his fucking job because of it. Yep. Like it is mind blowing to me what people will do to avoid hard situations that will get them ahead further in life versus allowing short-term bullshit situations to continue yep. that end up costing them massive opportunity later. Dude, that's why nobody that's why the majority of the people in the world don't have abs. Yeah. Dude, getting abs is uncomfortable. Yeah, Would you agree? I got some now. Would you agree it's yeah. uncomfortable? Yeah. It's uncomfortable shit. That's why no one does it. That's yeah. why not many have abs. Yeah. Training is the same way. It's uncomfortable shit. It's uncomfortable to do. It's uncomfortable to roll out and it's uncomfortable uncomfortable to maintain. However, just like abs, when you do it right, dude, it pays off tenfold. Ten hundredfold. Hundredfold at yeah. least. Like like when I work for companies, dude, I'd triple their sales. You know, some of these places were doing, you know, two, three, four million dollars a month. I'd come in and triple their sales. Like that's massive. And they'd be like, what are you doing, man? What are you magic? No, I'm just teaching people how to do it. I'm holding them accountable 
and I'm training effectively. So, so basically I built a team of people that knew what they were doing. And how do you do that? You train effectively. How do you do that? Good content, repetition, practice and role play and accountability. Dude, it's funny because in my business, I'll have guys who won't train their guys consistently because of the effort it's going to take. And they're afraid of the awkwardness that it's going to create between them. Like yep. They're like, oh, well, this guy's not going to like me anymore because I'm fucking busting his ass. But what you don't realize is that you busting his ass is actually being nice to him yep. because you're treating him with respect and you're respecting his potential by treating him, uh, training him the proper skills that are going to grow him and grow his career by you being buddy, buddy and letting him slide and letting him cut corners. You're not being that motherfucker's friend. Yep. You're being the opposite of that. You're, you're th being a hindrance to his progress. Thousand percent. And right. People don't think like that. Like, dude, I have no problem personally. Ha I mean, dude, we just spent a whole day together. You heard me say shit to some of my guys that, that most people would be like, Damn, that's pretty harsh. No, I just deal with fucking facts. Like mm -hmm. when I said, hey, are you writing that down? You said yes. And I said, why is there no fucking pen in your hand? Mm -hmm. That's not me being rude. That's me fucking holding you accountable. Right. And like people have such a hard time holding people accountable because they spend so much time with them that they think they're friends. Look, your motherfucking team doesn't need a fucking friend. It needs a fucking leader. And there's a big fucking difference. And yeah. you guys who are out there being... You know, with your uh, your your half-ass potential team, you you don't even understand this concept. Like, if you held them accountable for ninety fucking days, you'll have such a strong team that will hold themselves accountable that you won't even fucking have to hold them accountable. Yep, they'll do it on their own, and now they respect you because you taught them how to make fucking money. They'll appreciate you yes. more. Yes. You know, it's funny, too. But, people, but Brad, people think that, that they want to be friendly. Like, like if you and me work together and I'm the, I'm the boss or whatever and you're the employee, they think that the only way for me to get you to like me is to be nice to you. Yeah. No, the way you end up liking me is by me teaching you how to be successful. And then you're like, dude, Andy's the fucking man. Dude, I've been, I'm, I'm, I've been guilty of that. I've said to myself Bro, and, and, too. That's and other people, truth. yeah, it yeah. is, a, it is the freaking truth right. because I've said, I've said, you know, someone asked me, well, why do you let that happen? I go, man, because, you know, I guess I care too much when in reality, I didn't care enough That's right. or, or exactly. I cared for the, I cared for the wrong things. Like, you know, no, you're I'm letting like my your dude comes to you and he's, and he, he's fucking up at work. Right. And you're like, well, he's got a pregnant wife at home and he's having these troubles and he's having yeah. this. So you take it easy on him. But by you taking it easy on him, I'm screwing him harder. Yes. Way harder. And that is the truth. That is the truth, dude. And that's the difference between great fucking leaders and weak leaders. Okay. Dude, I've had coaches in my life playing sports who are the I fucking hated them. Like, I wanted to cut their motherfucking heads off. Like, I hated them. Like, I seriously plotted, like, burning some of their houses down. You know what the truth is? Now that I'm mature and I understand what they taught me, I'm like, that was the best fucking dude I ever fucking met. Yep. That guy cared more about me than fucking anybody else. Happens a lot in the Marine Corps. I bet. Drill instructors are hated in the first two months. When, when your life's getting saved or, you know, you graduate, you're like, man, those guys are fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah, dude. And, and it, you know, that's what a great leader's about, though. A great leader cares enough to have those conversations. Well, and, again, that sounds weird to say because, because like I, I care a lot, but I was, I was not caring enough. Right. And, and I didn't even know it. But you, you, you and I are on the same page here. We get it. We're saying the same thing for sure. And, and the reason we know this is because we fucking did it. Yeah. Like, dude, you know what? I, I kind of still do it, dude. dude. That's why I told bro, you in 2018, ruined, I'm changing the game. Brad, I've ruined employees who would be like, I've ruined a lot of employees 
who, who it would have been fucking amazing had I just fucking sacked up and fucking said, hey, motherfucker, this is how you need to do it. And this is why. Period. Right. And I didn't. And that's why, you know, people are like, dude, why are you so intense? Why are you so harsh? I've learned to be this way. I used to be the guy who would fucking cut somebody some slack or not have the conversation, you know, and, and I've ruined people because of it. I see not just ruin them at my company. I ruin their lives. Because I've seen them go out and they go out where they could have been great here. They could have built a six-figure, seven-figure career here long-term. They Now they're working at fucking Starbucks. Yeah. Now they're working at fucking AT&T, you know, as a salesman. like that. Now they've jumped from job to job to job and they've got into the fucking hamster wheel because I was a weak fucking leader to them. Yep. Dude, that's 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 freaking harsh reality right there. It, it's truth, and like, dude, the re, it, it, but but, and I guarantee you, there's people listening right now that are sitting there going, dude, that's me. that's me, yeah. yeah. And I'm telling you, man, you know, like, because I don't want to be ever the guy. Like, there, we talked about this earlier too. I don't ever want to be the guy who's out there pretending like I have all these special skill sets that you motherfuckers don't have. I'm not better than you. I'm not smarter than you. I'm not fucking. I don't have shit that you don't have. But what I have is 20 fucking years of experience of fucking shit up. You know what I mean? Like some of these fucking Instagram celebrity entrepreneur dudes, they pretend like they got some special God-given gift. Look, man, that's not helping these people. That's not helping these people listening right now. Like they need to know, like I'm, I've made those same mistakes that they're fucking making right now. And that's, that's the truth, man. Like I, I you know, it, does it hurt my pride a little bit to admit that? Sure it does, but it is the truth. And yeah. like, you know, I, I think about that shit. Like people ask like, do you have any regrets or would you do anything differently? And, and generally, no, I wouldn't because I learned everything through mistakes. But what I would do differently if I could go back and change it is as I would have been more direct and more honest and more caring in the right way to some of these guys who I feel bad about losing over the course of time. You yeah. know what I mean? You let like, them down, you let you that, down. Well, yeah. the flip side of that, though, is that you have to be the kind of person who recognizes that that is Vaughn, valuable. Look, we you talked know? on our last podcast with JP about extreme ownership and like yeah. what they talk about. Like, dude. I'm all about that concept. Like, I don't look at people when I cut, when I lose an employee, I don't look at them and say, fuck that guy. He's a piece of shit. Like most people look at, you know what I look at him and think I fucking fail that guy. And I mean it. Well, like, some yeah. of them, some of them are pieces of shit. You know what? They are. But you, you ask anybody in this building when we lose a guy here, it fucking hurts me. Like I get fucking bummed and it fucking hurts. And like, I take responsibility for it. You know what I'm saying? No, I totally get and, that. Like, and, and if more people did that, we'd have, like you asked how we get good culture. That's why we have good culture. Yeah. Because I really do care. And you're holding right. them accountable. Right. I, yeah, I get like, that, man. I get that. But I mean, even even you and I have talked about this like a couple months ago. I, you know, when I look, started. Man, there's I'm, some motherfuckers ain't going to get it. Right. But I mean, one, one thing I want to emphasize is that it's not just, it's a lot of the millennial generation, but it can be my, people my age. I mean, when I started here with Andy and he'd get, you know, he'd call me out on something. I took it personally. Yeah, you're a pussy. I well, yeah. I took it personally, but but I'm I'm not from that environment. Hey, bro, you know? you've toughened up a lot. We're proud of you. Around well, here. thanks. I yeah. appreciate like, it, dude. Trust still, me. Go go visit my go st- visit my team at Lightspeed, dude. People think I'm harsh, and I'm like way nice, bro. But I, like, look, I, I do remember. Let, let me make this point though, because I really I do remember this. I had a, I had kind of an epiphany. I was like, you know, I think I'm hearing him like he's pissed at me. No, he's pissed because I'm not doing what I'm capable of. You're not living your fucking potential. Right. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And so I started realizing, you know, he's he's not he's not going off on me because he hates me or 
thinks I'm a dick or anything. Wow, I just oh, I just said something on the podcast. Yeah, you did. Every, every now and then I do slip. But anyway, no, but it you really said was penis. <laughs> it really was like the drill instructor. It's the it's the it's the discipline for the sake of winning. It's the discipline for the sake of not dying. Yeah. You know, but and and I look and dude, I, you you, I, you have to great, learn that. You've made great progress. You were total pussy when you came here. I'm not gonna lie. Like total. <laughs> like total fucking pussy. Seriously. And I'm I'm saying that because it's I'm I'm being honest. No, I don't take offense to that. Yeah. You've come here, you you've you've toughened up, you've understand what you just said and learn to realize how to be a real student. Right. And that's important because a lot of people are untrainable because they can't get past the fucking hard conversation it's had with them. Like if you're because it's uncomfortable. Dude, right. if you're Be- an employee and you have a fucking boss that cares enough about you to come out and point out the fucking piece of tape that is stuck to the fucking floor that you didn't pick up when you swept the floor, you should count your lucky fucking stars if somebody cares that much about your performance. Absolutely. Because most people don't give a fuck. See, if you ask my team, dude, they're going to say I care like a motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. But well, I, but but I, I I need to do more of that, and I'm going to in 2018. And I had to learn that the you hard start way. Now. No, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna stop procrastinating tomorrow. <laughs> but 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 listen, I had to learn that shit the hard way. A couple of people asked me, you know, when are you gonna write a book? When are you gonna write a book? I'm like, well, a when I accomplish something first. But when I do accomplish something, because I, I you know I know that's inevitable. My book is gonna be called the hard way. Mm-hmm. It's either I have two titles. One was the hard way which above it says shit I learned the hard way so you don't have to mm-hmm. because I did learn that the hard way um and then the other one was going to be called inches to spare <laughs> just 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 cuz I got some let's get the fuck out but of but but in all reality I learned that shit and what's crazy is dude I didn't I didn't understand it either I literally was like dude I I guess I'm a puss I'm a softy I feel bad for the dude he's going to go home feel like a loser look like a loser to his family he's got kids it's almost christmas let me just wait cuz I care you know I care so much I'm such a sweet guy right. and in reality I was fucking the dude yeah and 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 more importantly dude how no, about how about how- shift shift your care maybe I was maybe I cared about him too much and I didn't care about my wife I didn't care about my kids mm-hmm. I didn't care about the other people in the company that he was screwing by being you know a a lazy ass or doing it incorrectly so i cared so much but i didn't care enough about the right people also so you can look at it that way too fucking you said it dude there i see managers do this all the time and i've even done this before i've spent an exorbitant amount of time trying to help somebody that that time that time could have been spent on my good people who were doing their fucking jobs yeah and and help them get better as opposed to trying to spend all this crazy amount of time with this piece of shit who's fucking hurting everybody. Yeah, so like, there's definitely like, lots of perspectives to consider when we're talking. But at the end of the day, you're not doing anybody any favors by letting them fucking skate by. Exactly. Right? It boils down to accountability. It hurts everybody. And without accountability, your training's not going to go well either. The, Just like this guy, dude. This guy right here, he freaking had a party at his house. A bunch of employees went over there. They came back and told me his side yard looked like fucking the worst side yard you've ever seen. So what did I do, John? You gave me money to fix up my side I, so, I, so I kicked him down some loot so he didn't have a nasty-looking side yard. Now, who cares more than that? Hey. Is that just what? stupid? No, I don't think so. If he's doing a good job, that's fu- if he's doing a good job for you, you, then I think that's appropriate to do. Like, I just gave t- uh, two of my fucking buddies brand-new fucking ARs yesterday as a g- thank you for helping me get shit together for, for, uh, the, for the uh, courses. You know, they they put in their time, 
They, you know, I gave one a Noveski rifle and the other one a LaRue. They're both, both of them are $3,000 plus, you know? And like, dude, I, I, I like to do shit like that when people are doing their, absolutely. And then, good. and then you showed up in a wrinkly shirt and what I do. He told me, no, what did I do? Really? And told you get what? What the fuck? You wake up. You don't. You, there's no iron near you at all. Like you looked in the mirror and thought, "God damn, that's the best I can do." And walked out, came to work. I go get your ass home dude, and change your shirt. Dude. Next day, he come in in a sport coat. And guess what? Now he's got a chick. Now he's got a girlfriend. He didn't have a girlfriend for a long time, probably because he looked like a frumpy old piece of shit. Well, hey, you know what? Frumpy old piece of shit don't get laid. That's true. <laughs> you ain't lying. Yeah. So. Especially when you look like that one. <laughs> Dude, when we were fucking, uh, when when I went to take a piss before the podcast, and Tyler can vouch for this because he's on the group text. What did I fucking, what did I do about fucking 20 minutes ago? Took a picture of what he uh, witnessed in the bathroom. What was it? Piss on the fucking seat. Yeah. There's fucking piss droplets on the motherfucking toilet seat. He's had an hour long meeting about piss droplets. On I cannot seat. stand it. Like, dude. First of all, I have to wipe it up because I can't leave the bathroom looking like shit because I have pride in my fucking building, okay? So I walk in the bathroom and there's fucking somebody who chew, like a lot of the guys fucking chew here. There's fucking tobacco in the fucking toilet and and there's piss on the toilet seat. There's a pube too, I saw. Yeah, I saw that too. That's why I zoomed in on the fucking, that's why I zoomed in on it. Manscaping's the next the podcast. So... So I got you in town, who's my fucking friend, who I want you to come and be impressed by my fucking facility. You know, like, dude, just like when I come to yours, you're going to be, you want me to think it's cool and it's just the way it is. Like, and I got some motherfucker out here ruining it by putting their fucking piss on the fucking toilet seat. And I went in there twice, dude, to take, to, to, to go to the bathroom, dude. And those droplets stopped me. I said, dude. That's what I'm saying. I walked out. Dude, and now you're probably going to go tell all your friends. <laughs> you're going to tell the whole world. They're going to say, hey, how was Andy's crib? I'll be like, oh, it was badass, dude, but he had a pissy bathroom. Right. Wait, so, but the okay. point is, is that you, people don't understand how to take pride in their shit. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like, I want to be perfect on everything I do. Like, people talk about the 100 to zero they don't. They think that's all about kicking it down everybody's fucking throat and stomping on their face, and it is. But you know what it's also about? It's about being fucking perfect with your own accountability. And dude, if people can't understand that concept, how leaving a piss droplet, dude, if you leave a piss droplet on the motherfucking toilet seat, there's a reason you're making forty fucking grand a year. Yeah, and you're well, always gonna make. And it. not only that, it's not even that difficult to fix the situation. Dude, it's pride. Like, like. I even think about it like this. Like, do I ever get a little piss on the toilet seat? Absolutely. You know why? Because sometimes the shit comes out crooked and it goes on. Like, I, Sometimes I'm checking my phone and I accidentally piss on the seat. But guess what happens right after that? You wipe it off. I wipe the shit off. Yeah. You know why I wipe it off? Because I take pride in my own fucking shit. What if you were walking out of the bathroom and I happen to be waiting for the fucking bathroom and you left the fucking piss on the toilet seat. I would have fucking fired you right here in front of you and you and you and I would have embarrassed them that they, they would never come in this fucking building again. Like, they are fucking lucky that they weren't in there and did that and I was standing on the outside. Like, I would cut their fucking nuts off. Like, this is so disrespectful. See, we just had a, we just had an email circulated at our company that said, basically, it's the receptionist saying, hey... This bath, the men's bathroom, someone told me it was just, you know, terrible in there and it was unacceptable. We have high level clients coming in all the time 
And someone just e- emailed back and said, you know, what are you doing in the men's bathroom? Ha ha ha. Like it's funny. Yeah. But again, my problem is I have, let's say 72 people, 30 of them, 40 of them, maybe no, about 50, 60 of them are guys. I find it holding people accountable difficult when I don't know who did it. Yeah. So how do you how do you figure out who did it? Dude, I just said it what I say in the text I was gonna do. Oh, I didn't read that far. Oh well that's you probably did it then. You probably didn't want to piss I, I on toilet seat. Might have been Charles, might have been John. No, the point is I said I was gonna put fucking cameras on the outside of the door so the next time I walk in I can see who fucking came out before me. I swear to God I'm doing it. Like I'm fucking sick of seeing piss droplets on the toilet. And, seat. and it's so easy to fix. Why doesn't someone just grab a little toilet paper, handle it, and be done Brent, with it? How do you not look yourself in the mirror? Because everybody in this motherfucking building is always coming to me. Andy, what can I do to make more money? What can I do to make more money? What can I do to be a bigger part? What can I do? You know what you can fucking do? You can start taking fucking pride in what the fuck you're about. Because that's going to translate into everything. Like people who piss on the toilet seat, there's not a millionaire on this fucking planet that has been self-made, that pisses on the fucking toilet seat. And leaves it there. Not one. Not one. If you're making 40 fucking grand a year or 30 grand a year or 50 grand a year and you're pissed off about it and you piss on the toilet seat, there's a reason that you make that kind of money and there's a reason why you'll never be anything in fucking life. It's because you don't take pride in the fucking details. You're not aware of your situation. You're not aware of your behavior. There's a whole laundry list and basically it boils down to you're a hunk of shit. And more than likely, you probably don't have enough weight to it to 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 aim it properly. Yeah, you probably got a little fucking dick. Yeah, <laughs> there's no weight there. Fucking like it's hard for me to miss like the big old leave, hole. How are you gonna leave fucking to piss in the toilet seat and let everybody walk out and think you got a little fucking dick? Dude, it's just like it's just like wiping your ass, man. I mean, there, there's dudes out there walking around with shit stains. Dude, fucking skid mark central, baby. They, they say but, that they say that 72 percent of dudes have shit stains in their underwear, and my question was, who counted? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a fucking shitty job. <laughs> it, it, but but same same thing. Like same yeah. thing though. Like what do you do? Just like wipe until it's faint brown and figure screw it. The undies will get the rest. <laughs> like like dude, get get some get some fucking baby wipes and get the job Bro, done. What fucking, happens when you take your fucking you drawers pay, down and there's a shit stain, dude? That kills the mood. Trust no, me, for, dude. You speak for experience. Trust, Fuck yeah, dude. Dude, I used to listen. I used to have to go through fucking undies, dude. My mom would do the laundry and. It, if ever I fucking pulled off the undies, and by the way, white undies are the dumbest fucking invention on the planet. I was just get ready to say that. First, but, the first move is is never have white underwear. Yeah, but I did, and like, that's what you, I you got. Slip up a little bit. You're fucking. You're you're branded a shit shit your pants. Dude, I forever. had to learn how to wipe at a young age because I had to throw away the underwear if if there was ever any shit stains in them. So my my mom wouldn't see. Like I was, she'd never get to see She's that. Like, shit. Where's all your underwear? And chicks, like I don't get girls, dude. They got g strings that go up in their asshole and it doesn't seem to make even a freaking mark on them and dudes they can they can drape a freaking towel over their ass walk to the fucking the mailbox it and it's shit stains crack. it doesn't even get in the crack but somehow the fucking shit from your asshole transfers like to the fucking yeah. underwear so what you do but is how you, does that happen dude you you properly wipe your ass no dude we're gonna come out with a vt course if you don't know how <laughs> Bro, but but I that's the be, same thing as piss will, on the hey, toilet we'll do, the on hey, we'll do it together and we'll split the money <laughs> all right we'll, we'll take and, a, by the way the huge market for it yeah apparently have people make comments uh well i'd rather have the girls because how many girls sit there and wash their dude's undies and find shit stains in their underwear. How did this go from training to shit stains? Because it's all relative to what we're talking it about. It is relative. Which is taking pride in what the fuck you do. Yeah, well. well it, it, and that guy who walked, 
and let's re- say somebody and repetitiveness. Like how you can't have shit stains on your in your underwear if you're repetitive. <laughs> right? And if you're the guy that walks in on that and you leave, like you like I I'll, I'll wipe my asshole sore. See? Like I'll wipe it till it fucking hurts. <laughs> See, some uh, people say they'll solve the problem, just won't wear no damn underwear. Well, now you got shit that. stains in your jeans, wipe, dude. I'm not bullshitting. I had to have fucking hemorrhoid surgery. I had to have hemorrhoid surgery. Like, dude, you want to be embarrassed? He'll wipe till it's sore. You want to be? This is that's dude, this hilarious. Is, this is the truth. It's a true story. You ask Emily; she'll fucking tell you. If you just get wanna, baby wipes, dude. Look, I fucking wiped my asshole so hard that I tore it, and I had to get fucking surgery to fix it. And you remember when I had to have surgery? Remember that? I couldn't fucking walk, dude. If you ever had serious hemorrhoids, it ain't no fucking joke. Like it'll fuck you up. And dude, you don't want to. But do you want to talk about it? Dude, what you're this, basically saying is no. Andy a hundred, butthole zero. Uh, no, no the butthole hundred, Andy oh, zero. Yeah. But dude, I'm gonna tell you right now. You want to be fucking embarrassed? Fucking go get your hemorrhoid fucking operated on, and they fucking tape your ass cheeks open. And you're bent over a fucking table, and they're not. They don't put you to sleep. They put you in twilight, so you're still awake. So oh like, gosh. dude, I can remember. I was. They were fucking tape my asshole open. And like, why do they the, want you awake for it? Because I guess it's not a major enough surgery to put you to sleep. But like, dude, I was twilighted out, and I remember like just fucking saying like all the nurses they're all women and i'm just like trying to say anything i can to be a smart ass like because it's just so uncomfortable so i'm trying down there yeah right like i'm trying to make like i'd be i straight up asked them like so how do you how do you get rid of the brown ring like the the fucking brown eye how do you handle that like you guys are asshole experts like i can remember saying that to these motherfuckers and like they're just laughing their ass off and i'm just like and then i so then you pass out and then you wake up, but you don't remember what you said for like a few days later. So like a few days later, I start remembering all the shit I said. And I'm like, oh my God. The doctor that performed that surgery, how many surgeries do you think he did before he performed yours? Uh, fuck. That day or ever? Ever. Oh, I don't know. He fixed it right away, dude. But that's repetition. It, yeah. I bet yeah. you, he, I bet you, your, your, yours wasn't the first asshole yeah. that he got up in. No. I was just I was just the coolest asshole. Yeah. But you're right. It's repetition. Yeah. Again, yeah. you have to you have to have that repetition. You have to wipe with repetition. Yeah. You have right. to freaking repetition is 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 a is a fundamental ingredient to success in pretty much anything, anything yeah. successful. So so our our podcast is is kind of hybrid in that it's it's success and, and we motivation. talk about success and motivation and, and also, it also business, stains. but what I would love to to delve into a little deeper is that how to get rid of the brown eye? Well, you're right, exactly. Wipe properly. The yeah, only reason it's brown is because you've had shit in there for well, I really so long. can't get you guys off that. But um, no, so you deal with training, obviously. Yes. Which is, which is education, which is you have become an expert on how people learn to be competent at things. And interestingly enough, competence is like the number one reason why people feel good at their job because they're good at what they do. Yep. So my question, kind of going back to the issue of content, We've been talking over the last couple uh, hours, just before we got hopped on here, about your platform and the different ways that you teach people things. As you've well, tell him why he's here. Brad's here yeah. because we are launching the new uh, Frisella Entrepreneurship Academy, and he was here to critique our technique on how we're training people. That's why we brought him in, right? And you and your platform has interactive modules to it or interactive components, like you know, multiple choice and true, false and all that kind of thing. Right. What have you learned as you've invested in, you know, wholeheartedly in this art of training people? What are the different ways of learning that you have found most uh, effective? And I, I, I'd love for you to talk not just about 
how the people that who are entrepreneurs who listen to us can train their people but what about training yourself what are some what are some ways that you you've you've learned over the you know the last couple decades on this is how people learn this i mean you you talked about the repetition. well people learn you talked ever, about the repetition well, you talked you say about, that the, the points that you just said apply yes, to self as I, well yeah, you, you definitely just, apply it for yourself but what i've learned is everyone's different and there's no one answer you might like to learn differently than i like to learn but what what our technology allows is for everyone to have their own individual learning experience and our system is the only system on earth that'll let you do that because of some of the interactive technology but you know people can learn through through again doing like you can't watch somebody and learn much i watch a lot of ufc and mixed martial arts doesn't make me a fucking black belt so at the end of the day i watch a lot of golf and it doesn't make me a golfer so you have to do and that's, you know, that's the key. And that's the, that was the fourth thing, which was practice and role play. I mean, I can teach you and you can, you know, do it and then you can pass a test and all of a sudden you're knowledgeable. But when you go to do it, you're a little bit more uncomfortable. So the practice and role play is actually applying what you've learned. And that's really a big thing because a lot of times people will learn something, but they won't apply it. So when it comes to individuals and self-development, a lot of people read a bunch of fucking books and don't do anything that they learned in the books. You know, they just They're read to books. Bridge that gap from 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 knowing to doing. Well, I just know people that read a bunch of books and they're still not doing anything. And I'm like, well, what'd you learn in that that's book? Most people. Well, we I call, need to do this and I need to do zombies. this. We success zombies. That's what well, that's well, okay. Yeah. Well, that's that's the biggest thing. Motherfuckers that'll consume everything. They'll watch your podcast. Yeah. They'll watch my podcast. They'll read everybody's books. You know what I'm saying? They know fucking everything if you ask them. But they don't apply any of it. Yeah. It's, yeah, that's, well, that's that's, nope. that's the biggest problem that, that I see out in the world is, is a lot of success zombies. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, so. and, and quite frankly, you know, if they don't like, ultimately, in my opinion, to be successful, what is success? You have to define what success is for you first because everyone's different, man. Mm-hmm. Just because you have a billion dollars doesn't make you successful. You know, unless that's what successful is for you, like it is for me. Right. And like if I have a billion dollars, you can fucking blow me. I'm a I'm fucking successful. <laughs> okay. But but at the end of the day, I mean, you know, some people say, well, what if you have a billion dollars and your wife hates you? Well, again, to me, it's still successful. Like mm-hmm. I rate it billion dollars as successful. However, some people rate things differently. You're, you know, you're, you're, how are you spiritually? How are you with your family? How are you with your team? You know, does everyone love you? Does everyone hate you? What is success? Right. You got to figure out what success is first. Yeah, I like Andy's uh, definition is success is realizing your own true potential. And what he would say, uh, and he had to step out just for a second, but what he would say is, if a billion dollars represents... He's going to go see who pissed on the toilet. That's right. If a billion dollars represents what you're actually capable of, then yes, that's success. But if it's not, if $10 billion is what you were capable of, but you only came up with $1 billion, then Andy would say that that was... Well, then, the, was then, then you would never find success because I don't think there's, there's a limit to your potential. I, right. think, sir, I think there is. I think certain people are limited by their potential. I mean, you got to think about it. You're, they're limited by their potential. Yeah, they're limited. They have limited potential for sure. There's people out there who grew up in shitty situations that, have, with no guidance and no parenting and no fucking role models, who never, they're never gonna learn the shit, and they've never even met a millionaire before. That's like a mythical thing. Like, how can you? Exp- I mean, I'm sure there are people. Out yeah, there but who have, but 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 they have the potential to do it. 
They just may never do it. I mean, physically. Okay, I think any. I think anyone can be rich. Look, literally speaking, yes. Like that's true. What one man can do, another man can do. But you have to take into account somebody's environment in terms of what their potential might actually be. I was raised by somebody who was an entrepreneur. I was taught things, as you, you met my dad earlier and he told you, I was taught things that other kids didn't fucking know and they don't learn until they're 30. Yeah. And I was eight. You know? Well, again, I dropped out of high school at 16, started hitting the actual world. Yeah. And so by the time all my friends graduated college, like a bunch of dumbasses, they didn't have real world experience and I was already dusting them. You're 10 and years in. They, well, right. the, 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 you don't learn shit in college that you need to actually apply in Not life. more. You didn't, you didn't when I was not going. Yeah, yeah no shit. <laughs> but the point is, dude, the point I'm- The only reason I, I was going to go to college was either to find chicks or to, or to, or to meet people and build relationships, party. Some, well, yeah, me too. I want to say something too, though. Like, don't take what I just said as a fucking excuse because if you have the ability to fucking log into the internet on your fucking phone and listen to these podcasts and listen to the information, you sure as fuck have the ability to be successful. I'm talking about people who are so fucking off the radar- that they just they just are and that's that's why I don't measure success as a finish line like i i agree you're i don't think people will ever quote unquote find success like i think that you know that whole mentality of the journey uh you know whatever what do they say about the journey the like fuck? the journey's the reward yeah whatever yeah. it's the journey not the, the journey destination than the destination yeah, there, yeah that that one whatever right. but like i do believe that there's a lot of truth to that like well, I'm going to be let down if that's the case. No, dude. The success is now. The success is us hooking up and doing cool projects together or doing shit with Grant and like going to do his 10X and supporting him. And this is the success. Like people just don't think of it that way. And if you can learn to have appreciation for the process and for the journey, you're going to feel very successful. If you look as successful as I'm always going to fucking, I, I got to have a hundred million dollars or I got to have a billion dollars or I got to have $10 billion dollars. That ten billion, you might get there, but by the time you get to ten billion, what are you going to tell yourself? I need a hundred billion. Well, sure, that always happens. But right. to me, one billion dollars, you are successful if you earn a billion dollars. You're successful financially. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but there's a lot of other areas. Fucking. This. Well, when you stepped out, that's what I was saying. Is everybody's different of what their idea of success is? Right. Some some people would say one billion dollars. I'm one of them. You make a billion dollars, you're successful in my book. Period. Well, I, what I if you don't get I along with, with that? I yeah, they say, what if your wife hates you? You're still successful <laughs> dude, in, in my book. Right. Like, dude, I'm, a, I'm financially very successful if I have a billion dollars. Yeah. No question. Now, what about this? Let me ask you this question because this, this I got, I forget who I got on this, but let me ask you this. I asked somebody, would you rather if someone walked up and just handed you $100 million cash or you could earn $20 million, which one would you pick? $100 million. Wait, wait, wait. Someone could hand you a hundred million, or you could earn twenty million. I'd rather earn twenty million. Yeah, see, that's what this dude said, and I said, "Dude, are you nuts?" No, no, no. Not I, only that, it's like, look, no, dude, there's no, this. No, no, no. Because yeah. I'll take those lessons I learned from the twenty million and make a fucking billion. Plus, yeah, but, based on what you said. Yeah, but, but, but if listen, someone gave me a hundred million, and I don't know any of the shit that I know from having to earn twenty million, which yeah. I have done. You lose it. I fucking would lose that money. In a yeah, day but life. see, you're making an assumption that if I hand you a hundred million dollars, you won't learn anything. I will learn something. Dude, you I'll just, learn how to lose $100 million. No, you learn how you just lost $80 because you took the 20 and you had to work for it. I take the 100 and I can still learn. I can still work well, after that. But, I don't know. But, but Brad, look, I mean, 
playing devil's advocate, look at the facts. The Dude, fact let me is, tell you, if you're ever offered $100 million, wait, over $20 million, right now, take the $100 million. It depends on what you're yeah, saying. I, I knew if you're saying a, if I'm at zero, like if I'm at zero level, like I don't know shit All I said business. is if you have a choice to take $100 million handed to you or earn $20 million, which would you take? At the beginning. It depends. If I no, was at zero, right now. now, right now, if you said, hey, I'll give you $20 more million if you have to work for it, or 100 I'll take the 100 Yeah, so what he's trying to say basically is he, he values the 20 because there's the word earn involved, and he was raised no, to earn and work. Work and no, put- no, no, no. I don't value it because of the earn word. I value it because I know I learned a lot of fucking shit to make that $20 million. And those are skills that the guy who gives $100 million ain't going to fucking have. And I could beat that guy. And the overwhelming number of people who are given money. <laughs> Is he like competitive lottery, at all? The yeah. overwhelming number of people who win money lose it. Like within two years. But if you said to me right now, if you said, hey, Andy, I got this business plan. We can make $20 million. Or if you said, hey, I'm going to cut you a check for 100 You don't have to do shit. I take the 100 because I already know the shit. I've already made $20 million fucking I'll take the $100 million right now. Me too. <laughs> me too right now. Because at the end of the day... But to I'm saying if you said that to me at 19, I would have said, give me the $100 million, and I would have fucking spent it all and lost it all. Yeah, there's. But boy, would you have learned some shit doing that? I would have made. I would have been dead. <laughs> like, there's no question. I, I kind Wolf of Wall that. Street stuff. <laughs> I want to know, know basically... At what point is somebody like not likely to, to make it? What do you mean? Like, you know, what dude? I think, I think, I think the transition happens and this is just my observation when they lose belief that it can happen. You know what I mean? Like you have a lot of people I've dealt with a lot of people who are ambitious, ambitious, ambitious. They're doing things right. They're doing the right things. Um, they don't do them for long enough. And then they say, well, fuck that doesn't fucking work. And then they tell themselves some sort of bullshit story. Like, well, I'm not one of those ones that's meant to make it. And so then they just, they reside themselves to doing other shit and becoming a quote unquote normal person. And when I guess make, it's fate. When you make that transition from believing I can do it to thinking like, Oh, that's bullshit. You're obviously not going to make it. Yeah. You know, well, because you know, I know, I know a few people that are, you know, close to approaching a billion billionaire and they've, you know, had rough, rough lives. And I think that's what fueled them. You know, the harder, the harder the life, the better in some cases. So I think in some Bro, cases, I'm a big believer in, in the dark side mentality of fucking motivation. Like, you know, like I fucking, like you tell me I'm not going to do it. I will fucking do it just to fucking spite you. Like yeah. no matter what the fuck it is. And most of the guys I know that are very ultra successful. And I would say, in my opinion, that's guys who are $500 million guys and above. And I know a lot of them just like you do. They're fucking relentless about that. Like yeah. they fucking operate off the dark side of motivation. You know what I mean? Uh, they might not say it. They might not tell it. They might not. But when you have a couple drinks with them and you start talking about shit, you'll find out that that's how they work. Absolutely. Yeah. To do, me, I mean, is that, do you agree with that? Like it, the guys, you know, like, most of them, yeah. Like, I mean, do you, like do you there's fucking some, know anybody who's who's one of those high level five hundred million dollar guy uh, above guys that that in reality is a fucking guy who's like all super positive about everything all the time. Like, oh, you know, I'm just such a good guy and blah blah blah. Like, or, or not really. They're or, usually a bit a bit evil, a bit yeah. a bit not evil, but a bit like they come from like, the dark side. Yeah, they're like, I'm gonna fucking smash those motherfuckers in the mouth. Yeah, they're they they, they want to kill. They, yeah, they right. want they're competitive. They want to. I agree. They, you I know, don't know they're out for blood. Yeah, and, and otherwise they'd be satisfied at fifty million or a yeah, hundred million. With a smile on their face too. I mean, yeah. Dude, I fucking post that shit and some people are like so appalled that I say what I say. And it's like, that's reality. 
that's why you are where you are and I am where the fuck I am. Hey, you know, and I'll tell you right now, I'd like to be where, where you are. I don't know about that. Like he's in a he's in a nice spot, isn't he, fellas? I just came from a secret secret hideout. There's probably <laughs> what I, I wouldn't even guess the count of, of liquid cash that's in that thing, but you got all kinds of dream cars in there. Like dude, little kid walk in there, freaking pop full wood. Yeah, I don't grown show- man walk in there, pop full wood. Like that that <laughs> thing is show, a toy uh, store. I don't show people that. I've never shown I've never shown that space on social media ever. Yeah, well, like, Dude, it's a badass. So I took spot. Uh, I took Brad down to see my my because people are always like, "Where's your garage? Where's your garage?" My garage is fucking my garage. Like I bat don't cave. care. <laughs> yeah, it's a quote unquote man cave, bat cave, whatever the fuck you want to call it. But uh, people will see it because that's where I'm going to be doing um, all the entrepreneurship academy stuff from. So mm-hmm. I figured, like, what better place to 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 shoot that content than Right there in the, in the midst of all the ultimate motivation you could ever fucking have. Dude, if you ever want, if you ever want to like give someone a special right now, like a, like a pre-sale, like you could say, listen, if you, if you sign up right now, cause it's coming, there's no yeah. question it's coming. If you sign up right now, you're going to get a, a, a price you'll never get again in your life. You could have 10,000 people sign up before you even edit the first clip. Yeah. I thought about it, but you know, I also think I don't want 10,000 people. I want a hundred of the right people. You know, I want, I want people who are actually going to fucking take the content and go out and do shit, do shit. Cause yeah. that's what matters. Right. And so we're going to do a, and I haven't talked to you about this yet, but we're going to do a highly, uh, particular application process for the, for the Academy, because I don't want to deal with, I mean, go buy somebody else's shit. If you're not going to fucking do it, if you're going to buy my shit, I want you to fucking go out and show that you fucking, rock and roll and that you're about that 100 to zero you know i don't want i don't want bullshit man i we don't want we don't want success zombies i don't want that because i don't want anybody to ever say like oh i bought that guy's shit or i went to his academy and i fucking did not blah 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 well motherfucker nothing's gonna work if you're not gonna do it yep you know that's a fact too so i don't, I don't i'm not willing to i don't want to waste my time with with uh with those kinds right. you know yeah well so there, there's a lot of them out there i can tell you that i know that so but, content repetition Practice and role play Practice and accountability. And play. Hold and people accountable. And accountability has more than one meaning. I mean, holding people accountable is one thing, but, you know, also being accountable is another. You know, I know I know, I know. you go in to train someone, even the receptionist when someone walks in a door, you can say, hey, I'd like you to greet people like this. And then they'll walk by and they'll hear her say it almost the same and, ah, that's good enough. That's not accountable. There's no accountability there. Same thing with my culture. Like I said, I got to tweak my culture a little bit. I, I, I can't. I want to pick your brain on it because, man, you guys got a great culture here. But sometimes I'll say, okay, like here's our core values, and then I'll see them not being displayed, and I'll be like, eh, well, I'll justify why it's okay. Well, I'm screwing up my own damn culture. That's right. And you then, are. and then, guess what? The A players start to realize there's no culture here, and if, and if there is, it's poison. Right. Next thing you know, you're wondering why you got a fucked up culture. Right. And yeah. why? And, and what's the problem too? Because like I'm a great leader. No, I'm the one that's fucking it up by right. not holding people accountable. And that's holding you accountable. Yeah. So you, so you do the same thing with training. You do the same thing with training. Like you decide, do I want a twenty percent increase in my sales? For example, if the answer is yes then do this and you'll get it. Just like, do I want abs? Do this and you'll get them. You can't run 10 miles a day and be Bro, fat. Pe- people fucking, people, people tell themselves the fairy tale story. Like, 
in all those situations you just described, people will say, well, and they make themselves the set, the special circumstance. Like when they talk about wealth, they talk about this. Well, I don't know. You know, I don't know if I'm going to be one of those people who's lucky enough or who's uh, blessed enough or who's, you know, going to meant to be rich. Or I don't know if I'm one of those people who's going to be uh, lucky enough to have perfect abs or this. And, and dude, they fucked themselves out of their whole entire dream life because they put the, the accountability on some unforeseen force. This yeah. bullshit. It's A plus B equals motherfucking C. And that's it, man. You know, like. <laughs> And anybody who's successful knows that. They it know is, it. It is true as shit. Yeah. You, you fucking touch the hot stove, you're going to get fucking burnt. That wasn't magic. It's fucking action and reaction. And, and it's, not, it's, it's, it's not any more difficult than that. Who, who started to get all the accounts here? Like, some, like when you started this company, obviously you didn't have any sales because there wasn't a company. Then one day you said, let's start making some supplements. Boom. Someone has to knock on a door, put up a website, start selling to people. Sal was traveling the country, his brother. Yeah. So you're knocking on doors, yeah, getting yeah. accounts. That's how we did it. Okay. See, again, that's how you built the fucking company. Yeah. And then you and then you probably did some. And by the way, like I did a lot of shit on accident. And now I look back, I'm like, God damn, I'm kind of brilliant. Like that was just smart. Yeah, but if you do shit, some of the shit you fuck up will be fucked up in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> that's what people don't understand. But 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 I accidentally did a lot of shit. Like I didn't people now say like, damn, you're dude, you're you're smart. And yeah. I'm like, well, I didn't know I was doing that when I was doing that. Yeah. So what what were some of those things that you were doing? Uh, as far as like like some of the some of the shit that you did when you accidentally backed into shit, did you find any dude, lucky big, breaks? The biggest or? thing that that the, the biggest thing, and this is this is huge. The biggest thing I did right that wasn't done right on purpose was that I it was done right out of necessity. People used to come in the store. This is back. So we started in retail and then we moved into manufacturing basically 10 years later. Um, we had our first retail store and it was just me and Chris, my business partner. Uh, he's out of town. Otherwise, you would have met him. The biggest thing I did on accident that that proved to be the right thing was that I spent time talking to people who came in my store as long as possible to learn as much shit as possible because I was bored. We we might only see one or two or three people a day. And when you spend 12 hours in a fucking brick and mortar store and you spend the night there and you live there, you're thankful to fucking talk to anybody other than the motherfucker that you own the store with. Like you're just like, oh, this is great. So people will come in and I'd spend fucking, I'd try to keep them in the store as long as I could, not to sell them anything, but because I was bored. And what this, what, what I ended up learning was that I created these awesome relationships with these people and these people went out and told their fucking friends and they told their friends to come see Andy at the supplement superstores at 1709 South Campbell in Springfield, Missouri, 65807. Okay. They'd come in and they'd see, they'd see Andy and they'd be like, yeah, you talked to my boy, Brian, you know, we, Blah blah blah. He had awesome things to say about you. Is that and then back then you were selling other people's products? Yeah, we didn't have our own brand for ten years because we couldn't afford to make it. Right. Um, and dude, that's where I learned the value of fucking retention, which is one of the key things that I teach when I go speak. You've heard me speak about it. Uh, if you want to grow your business, understand the value of retention and making customers friends. And so. I didn't do that on purpose. I didn't do that because I was smart, but now I'm probably the world's leading expert on fucking customer retention. And I say that humbly because I know I am. You know what I mean? I know how to go over the top. I know how to create value. I know how to get people to come back and I know how to get them to tell their fucking friends. And I know is, how to, is summer smash part of that plan. Dude, everything I do has a fucking purpose. Yeah. But the point is, is that, you know, 
If you want to build a great culture, you got to have customers that are thrilled about your fucking company. And it starts with that. And that starts with having employees that are thrilled about your company. And the way you're going to have employees thrilled about your company is by having core values. And where you, you know, where you messed, messed up and the, you know, you say you let something slide, that's where everybody messes up. Yeah. Like don't hold somebody accountable to the core values. So you see someone, like I said, uh, have piss on the toilet seat and you fucking clean it up. You don't say anything. Or you say something, but you don't relate it back to the core value. So the way to drive a good culture inside your company is to fucking relate every correction that you have to the core value. Like, you know. I need more specific core values. Yeah, I could help you with that. And we'll talk about that. But the point is, is that you, communication has to align with those core values. That's where people fuck up. They, they make up this huge sign that says, work hard, believe, like all this other fucking bullshit. And then they never talk about it again. Well, that's that's why your culture doesn't exist because you're not relaying communication into the culture. When you see someone, uh, you know, not empty a trash can, you say, "Hey, why didn't you empty that trash can?" Well, that's not my job. Well, one of our fucking core values is take initiative. Did you see that it was full? Well, yeah. Well, then you're supposed to take initiative to fucking empty it, and that's how you go. What around. about when your employee says, "So I'm supposed to empty trash cans"? Well, that's what Those that's where leading example here. that's where leading by example comes in. I thought I was the receptionist. Now you want me to empty trash cans? Well, I would she, say if you if I can empty a trash can and you see me cleaning piss off the seat and you see me fucking doing these things, then you could fucking do them too. I, I can I can say with confidence too that if somebody said that here, they probably wouldn't be working here anymore. See, that's why you got to go culture because you hold people accountable. Well, not only Here's that, my core values. Like in a great culture. If someone said that, like, so like, this is where great culture is super valuable and a great culture, let's say we're all employees and you just said what you said, but I'm also, I'm a peer. I'm going to say to you, Hey, that ain't what we're about here. Like that's fucking bullshit. Yeah. They start holding themselves themselves accountable accountable. and that's what great culture. Well, I think my, I think my three core values are a little bit vague then because my, here's my three core values. I like to keep shit simple and I think they encapsulate most things you'd want out of people. First thing is do the right thing. Like, you know, that, that can encompass a lot. Yeah. Do the right thing. Yeah. Okay. Do the best job you can not, you know, do it best. Sometimes do the best job you can on everything you do. Yeah. And then show people you care. That's it. Like if you, like when someone says, what about, someone says, what about integrity? Well, do the right thing is integrity, isn't it? Right. Doing the right thing. So what does that mean? Do the right thing. Well, to me, you just saw a piece of paper on the floor, pick it up. That is do the right thing to me. Right. You, you could break those down into other core values. And what about leaving coffee cups in the sink? What about this? How many people have you fired for doing the wrong thing with the right intentions? I don't do a lot of firing. So, no, so none? You never fired anybody? Yeah, I have. Okay, have you fired someone before that made a mistake that they thought was the right thing to do? Well, I'd have to think. Like, because I'm what they call literal guy. I'm a literal guy. I would have to say no because okay. I know they don't know. I know they know that wasn't okay. the best. Okay, and that's what I thought the answer was going to be. And that is that is living your core values. You know, I have never fired somebody in my company ever for making a mistake that they thought was the right thing because I want them to go out and try to do what they think the right thing is because I want them to be autonomous in what they do, not have to wait around for me to tell them how to do everything. A lot of people fuck up their culture by firing people that have good intentions for making a mistake. And yeah. I see it like all the time because, dude, once you do that and your whole company sees that. Now they get scared. Nobody will do anything. 
And that that is a huge... Well, maybe I did that. Maybe that was my problem. No, I think you just haven't defined it and learned how to communicate it properly. I'm sure you have a good culture. You're probably just wanting to make it better. Well, again, it's I have a lot of improvement in my mind. Is that right? Right. People that, he's a critic on his own. Yeah, but people... His guys are in here shaking his head. People that work there might think it's a cool place to work because they get a bunch of shit and no one holds them accountable. Like if I was a worker, I'd want to work there. Like nobody holds me accountable to shit. Well, look, dude, you're a driven guy and you're high strung and you want to fucking win too. Like I know that. And, and dude, when you're like that, you're me your own worst critic. So I'm sure the little things that need to be better are just that little things. Well, like I'm weird. Like people say, you know, you show up at eight o'clock, be here at eight o'clock late's early and early's late or whatever that saying is. I think dude, eight eight fifteen whatever as long as you're coming in here with the right attitude doing the right thing showing people you care you're going to stay late sometimes you know you're going to come in early sometimes and sometimes you might come in at eight fifteen. i don't want a military operation right if you if you stroll in at eight o'clock you know right on time and you leave at five right on time well, now mo- we're talking about something different yeah but most people be like well dude that's not really doing the right thing i know but why you why do we say they work from eight to five if they if we don't ex- if if we expect them to come in early and stay yeah, late but see, i want to find the people that do it without expecting it they right. just want to do it why so you're talking about you're talking about being effective i want overachievers you know being effective versus being quote unquote busy i put in my time versus i get shit done the economy, yeah, like, coffee, like coffee cups, dude. The I can't economy believe- today does not reward I put in my time. Our economy in this time that we live in now rewards I get shit done. Or, or like coffee cups. Or like showing up late. There, there's a million of them I'll, I'll cover with you. But it's like someone shows up at 8.05. Well, hey, dude, we work at 8, right? Hey, you showed up at 8.10 again. Do you not know? Well, dude, the traffic. And, dude, I... I'm empathetic, man. It's like, dude, I've been caught in traffic where, hey, you know, so I just don't want to enforce those things. I I, get it. Certain people are different about certain things. Like, for example, my brother who makes the rules here at the office for the most part fucking hates when people show up at 901. If it's fucking nine o'clock and you're not here, he will literally make you put a desk outside and work outside in the fucking outside. Like you won't be allowed to work inside the building today. You'll have to work outside. And to me. I understand that because it's his job to create order in in our operations. And so it's important. But if I'm really being honest, I don't really give a fuck. If you even show up, what I care about is that you get your shit done. That's me. Yeah. But, you know. Because I want it to be fun and I want a bunch of adults that want to kick ass. Yeah. And, and, and in my opinion, like if I worked here and you made me show up at 901, it's either, I'll probably start coming in about 730. Why? Because I'm the right dude. Yeah. I'd fit in here. Yeah. I'd be here at 730. And there's dudes that do that. Right. So there's no question I might not. But if one day I come in at 905, there's a good fucking reason for it. And you, and if you and if you well, made me sit different. outside. I think that's different. Like, I think people like that get cut slack. Yeah, but that's where I, that's where yeah. I, that's where I think I'm screwing it up because like I'll bitch one day about being late and then I'll let you do it for a month straight and there's no accountability well, the, you have to draw a line in the fucking sand yep. if you say you're going to hold people accountable to something you better hold them accountable to something otherwise they'll respect you on nothing yeah so if you say hey you got to be here fucking nine and then you let everybody come in at 9 15 or 9 30 and this and that and you don't hold them accountable they will listen to literally nothing you say ever again ever so it's true shit yeah if you want to fucking if you're in that situation and you're a leader, you're going to need to crack the fucking whip and mean it. Or just or just really determine what it is you want. 
and hold to that though. You know what I mean? Nothing makes a weak leader more than fucking somebody who says they want X and then never enforces X. Yeah, doesn't doesn't map to it. Right. That's why I said 2018, bro. I'm yeah. I'm, I'm laying down the law. I'm laying in some. I'm gonna redef, redefine core values. I'm building a leadership team, dude. Let's and, talk about. Let me talk about your social media now. Um, tell people where they can find you on Instagram. You can pretty much find me anywhere at the real Bradley. It's the real Bradley. Because you're real. That may that's one reason. As opposed to all the fake Bradleys. Well, there there's two or three reasons floating around out there. Oh yeah. Yeah. One so, of one of them is you know I started Lightspeed with my own training. Yeah. And like I, there was a bunch of people that I would pop up and train in all these different sales teams around the country. Yeah. And you know when I would call people, they'd be like. You know, someone's talking to Bradley. No, I'm talking to the real Bradley, not the virtual one. Oh, I'm talking yeah. to the real one. There you go. And then also because I keep it real. And then the main thing is when I when I first got on Twitter, a buddy of mine thinking he was fucking funny, got on Twitter with my name at Bradley, and started tweeting out shit like I get a lot of bitches. I think <laughs> I'm cool. You know, dumb shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I called Twitter. I didn't call Twitter, what do you but mean, I think you're cool. You fucking know you're cool. I, I, I was t- I, I emailing Twitter like, dude, hey, this guy's got my account, and they wouldn't fucking stop it. So I literally created the very first one was at the real Brad Lee on Twitter yeah. because some dick face friend of mine was out there <laughs> acting like he was me tweeting some stupid shit. So I had to like basically say you no know, at the real Bradley. So dude, when I first when I first saw you when I first met you it was at 10x and you came out you spoke like I think right before me or two speakers before me and you came out and it said the real Bradley. I'm like who the fuck is this guy? Fucking real Bradley. Like the real. Anybody who says the real is a fucking douchebag. But I'm going to give you this. You're the only guy that I like that calls themselves the real and then their name. It's a compliment. Thank you, sir. You are the fucking real Bradley. That's right. Thank you very much. And yeah. I and I will take that as a compliment because I do pride myself on keeping shit real. Yeah. So, dude, speaking of that, tell people about your podcast because you have a fucking awesome podcast. You have awesome content, uh, and I would like my listeners to go check you out and listen to the show. Well, I have a podcast I threw together called Dropping Bombs. You can you can subscribe to it at droppingbombs.com or iTunes or SoundCloud or wherever wherever else it goes. Um I don't know about Spotify. Like, is that a hard one to get on? Yeah, but no, not you just gotta apply and then you oh. go on it. Yeah. Well, it's a it, there's a whole bunch of places to subscribe, but <clears throat> ultimately You're on iTunes, right? Yeah, I'm on yeah. iTunes, but ultimately it's called dropping bombs. And what's, what's give us the rundown on it? It's it's basically where I just chit chat with a few people and we just discuss problems and through those discussions we end up talking about things that I've learned or they've learned, or, you know, there's a solution for, and hopefully a listener, and and this has happened quite a bit. Listeners that are listening, hear those solutions and hear those, those, those remedies. And freaking, I get email all the time, DMS all the time going, bro, that you just solved my problem. So basically we're just dropping bombs on people's problems and, and our own. And it's kind of humorous and light. Like I don't really have, you know, five lessons you're going to learn today. We end up, talking and and there might be five lessons or or two but between dropping bombs and then i got a youtube thing that i started a long time ago that got somewhat popular called the bottom line which basically i just tell you my two minutes of say it the bottom line say it what and that's the bottom line but i mean at the end of the day they're just little two minute videos sitting at my desk giving giving my opinion listen to that barry white over there 
you know, it's just my opinion on shit. Yeah. So bottom line is my opinion on shit, and it's kind of keep it real attitude. Yeah. Whether you like my opinion or not, it's irrelevant. Yeah. I just give it. And then and then on the other hand, dropping bombs, we just have about a 30-minute discussion about all kinds of shit. So this is what I love about what you're doing with your with your content. And I talk about this a lot. But, dude, Brad is not a fucking guru, okay? Like, he's not this dude who's read a bunch of books, who's knows, like you know, who's going to get on the internet and, and flaunt his shit in front of you and then be like, Oh, listen to me and buy my shit. Like all the guests that we have on the show, Brad is a real entrepreneur. The shit that you are going to learn from him is shit that he has likely fucked up and figured out how to solve. Definitely. Which is a thousand percent more valuable than every other motherfucker out there for the most part, who's not done shit and selling you bullshit. Okay. So go support Brad, Go listen to a show. You'll like it. You'll learn great shit. And you can be happy that you're learning from someone who knows what the fuck they're talking about versus some fucking 30-year-old idiot who's pretending to be a fucking guru. True. And Andy said said earlier, if all you guys go subscribe to Dropping Bombs and my YouTube channel, bottom line, do it. He's going to pick one of you and give away one of those cars, one of those oh, G- yeah. four GTs. Yeah, yeah. I'll give away one of the four GTs. So you guys better go subscribe quick and we're going to do the drawing one of these days. Yeah, one of these days. One person, maybe two. You got three got GTs. Three. Yeah. yeah, three of you that subscribe or might might end up with the four GT. Yeah. So. so we're definitely going to do that drawing one day. Um, I'll definitely let you know when that drawing is going to happen. But you got to be. Subscribed. I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna throw in a Lambo too. Yeah. Whenever you do that drawing, right. I'm gonna give a Lambo. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, and a I, Ferrari. I know. I know you're into buying cars for people. But no shit. I, I will. I know I, you bought our boy a fucking Wraith. Yes, I did. Yeah. But listen, when you give away those GTs in that drawing, I really will do a, a, a Ferrari of any choosing, other than the La Ferrari. And I'll throw in a Lambo. All right. So but now, you now, be subscribed. now that's no, five winners. Now, but you gotta be subscribed. <laughs> I'll kick in a penthouse you in Miami. You gotta be subscribed. <laughs> Two, dropping bombs, dropping bombs, and say it. The bottom line. No, say and it. that's the bottom line. All right. Wait, I'll throw in my Versa too. Fantastic. <laughs> All right. So Vaughn's getting in on this. Right, See, guys, dude, it's a it's, a it's it's a giving mood right now. Yeah, yeah dude, totally. And we're gonna do that uh, that drawing. You know, eventually, it's gonna be awesome. Yeah. But guys, again, please go follow Brad. Check out his stuff. He's doing good stuff in the entrepreneur community. He's a guy who uh, really cares about helping people be successful, and he fits in with our movement. Um, He's a killer, man. So with that being said, guys, I want to wrap up the show. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for your support on uh, the Otis and Charlie books. That was amazing. Thank you so much also for the Powerless books. We sold those out within two hours' time, uh, which was an hour faster than we sold out last time. We're going to have some more in any day. Um, guys, look, like I said at the beginning, we don't charge for this. I'm not bombarding you with ads. I'm not bombarding you with pitches all day. Guys, all I ask, subscribe to the fucking podcast and tell your fucking friends. All right, guys, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you.